hello out there. How in the world are you? I'm going to tell you this. It is a very cold day here in Scotland. I'm sitting here. I've got my um, extra sweater on. I've got my uh, cup of tea beside me. And I'm just suggesting that if you want to, now would be a great time for you to help me warm up by fixing yourself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. And if it's warm wherever you're at, I'm sticking my tongue out at you. But so grab yourself a Diet Dr. Pepper or a glass of iced tea and let's just sit back and enjoy some time together. I really am grateful that you stopped by. And in case you're wondering, you've tuned in to Mystery Magic and the Supernatural. That's MMS for short. My name is Sam Burton and I will be your waiter. I am so happy, like I said, that you're here. You've got so many choices. So for you to tune in here, here uh, it really touches me greatly. But let's get, uh, before we get going, let's get the business out of the way. Please, please, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. And please tell your family and friends. You see, this project probably won't last forever. It's got a shelf life. And I want to build the family as well and as large as possible for while we're here. Uh, it's not like I'm... I'm going to cut it off in a week or two, but it does, you know, there are limits to how much we're going to be able to, you know, how long we're going to be able to spend together. And this subject matter means a great deal to me. And you can get it a lot of different ways. We're available on a whole bunch of podcast platforms, but I tend to just advertise three. We're um, Anchor FM. They host the program and I really appreciate them very much. Spotify, which is, I think, the very best way to find podcasts these days, and Google Podcasts. Now, for those who've asked, we're still trying to get things worked out with Stitcher. Uh, we've got a technical problem between Stitcher and, um, I think, between Anchor FM and Stitcher, and we're trying to work it out. It's going to take a while, but both sides say that we're going to get it fixed. So if you look for us on Stitcher, it's going to be a while yet, but like I said, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, or on Spotify, you're good to go. So please, let people know how easy we are to find, and write to me. I get messages every week, and I love it. Some of them are questions, some are discussions, and it's all awesome. My wife told me yesterday about um, a message that she had received for me from back in the States. And I just think that's that's just really neat. I am easy to reach. You can email me at sambertonpresents at gmail.com. That's sambertonpresents at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website, sambertonpresents.com. Click on the contact icon and write to me there. You can message me at sambertonga for Facebook, Twitter, and Messenger. I think I told you I think I told you all last week that most people have been contacting me via Messenger. And that's great. I don't mind that at all, but um, you know, I'm so easy to get a hold of. You can find me almost anywhere. And let's see some some people have asked me about what Bible translation that they should use to follow up on some of my episodes. Um, first, thank you for asking that question. The answer is a bit complicated. 
because there are so many good translations out there. And I think that sometimes if I refer to one, then people will, then other people will say, yeah, but I like this one and that one. I, I, I get it. I get it. Right now, I am recommending the New Living Translation to people who are unfamiliar with the Bible. Like I already said, there are lots of good versions, but I'm using the NLV, the New Living Version, in my uh, preaching, and the people at the church say the Bible is making more sense to them than ever. So if you've got a translation that you wonder if it's good, write to me about it. If that, that'll be much better than taking a whole episode to discuss this subject. <clears throat> or if you're not used to reading the Bible and you're reading it for the first time, the New Living Translation, sometimes called the New Living Version, uh, will be a great place for you to start, okay? That should take care of business. So let's get on with today's episode, shall we? Last week, we started looking at tarot cards. And I thank you for everybody who commented and sent your thoughts to me. I had some people say that they were totally addicted to tarot cards. I had one person say that tarot cards aren't evil and that people don't contact the dead. I had one say that she was sure she contacted the dead. And I think that the variety of that feedback explains at least part of the reason why I want to warn you about things like tarot cards. The inconsistency. That's one of the problems with all of these paranormal topics. The inconsistency creates questions. It creates doubt. It makes people wonder. And that's exactly why Satan uses it. That's one of the tools he always has used on people. Get people to wonder about reality. Get people to wonder about truth. Get people to doubt. According to the Bible, way back in the Garden of Eden, the snake asked Eve this question. Did God really say? And he's been using those half-truths and raising questions ever since. So we're going to look at something today that's closely related to tarot cards. Psychic mediums. Now I've listened to loads of stories and listened to loads of testimonies from people who've told me that cards became the gateway for their interest in Ouija boards and their visits to mediums. When I even talk about psychic mediums, a whole variety of pictures come to people's minds probably depending on either where you live or your age. For some people, they think of television programs or local shows where a medium hires out a community venue, sells tickets, and does readings pretty much for the whole crowd. Alternatively, people think about a quiet, spooky, candlelit room with a medium and a handful of people conducting a seance. That's kind of what you see in Hollywood, and that's kind of the way things used to be. And both of those images are correct. Both are real. And both are full of frauds. Surprise, surprise. The world is full of scam artists and hucksters who will do anything to make a buck. Doesn't matter who they hurt. Other scammers are good-hearted people wanting to make the world a happier place to give people some comfort. 
Now, during the first two-thirds of the 20th century, there was a well-known member of the British psychic world named Eric Dingwall. I think he lived from 1890 to 1986, give or take. I'm pretty close there. Um, he was very much a skeptic. He was well-known here in Britain, but he was also known in the USA. Part of his whole purpose was to expose the psychic mediums who were frauds, and he was quite successful. Now, see, in Dingwall's day, there were very few large crowd gatherings like we see today. Mostly, he was exposing the parlor tricks in small seance rooms, and he had a lot of good techniques he used to expose these fakes. I didn't find anything on YouTube about him, and that's probably because it was really long before YouTube and nobody's like picked up any of those old videos that might be out there, those old film clips to turn them into uh, YouTube videos. But there's lots of stuff about his work. There's a lot of things about him on the internet. Just search with your favorite search engine and you'll come up with a whole load of things. Again, his name is Eric Dingwall. The British comedian and skeptic of all things spiritual, Stephen Fry, he believes they are all frauds, that all psychic mediums are fakes, and he uses Eric Dingwall's work to support his conclusions. Now, the large gatherings are the public face of modern spiritualist mediums, and they've become extremely popular forms of entertainment. You've got, the, you've got them all over the internet, all over television. Uh, even here in Bucky, we have a psychic medium who comes to town every year, usually just for a day or two, and always sells out, and we're a small town. There are several very famous mediums making a pretty good living out of this. Some of them are, at very least, B-list celebrities. Some are pretty close to A-listers, and they're certainly on the Christmas card list of many A-list celebrities. One of them John Edward is the one I know best. I read his book many years ago. I'm thinking about 2002. And I used to watch some of his TV show when he used to be on TV all the time. Anyway, he was on television just a couple months ago answering questions about how long COVID was going to last. He's not a doctor, but people tune in to hear his response to questions like that. People believe he's in touch with the spirit world and could answer their questions. Like I said, this world is loaded with frauds, but not all of them have evil intent. I happen to believe that John Edward is one of those. I don't believe he's evil. I don't believe he's a, he's a fake, but you know, you watch him, you see some of his stuff and you let me know what you think. Some Maybe even most of these people want to ease people's grief, ease their worry, give their audience some hope when they're feeling hopeless. And some of them really believe they're speaking with the dead. Some of them are just good at reading people. And before I go on, I know the same thing happens in the Christian world. I get it. I know there are many hucksters out there who are preaching the gospel and pulling the wool over people's eyes. I've seen how some of them have been exposed. 
I watch them, I laugh at them, and I make jokes about them just like everybody else does. I've confronted a few of those people directly because I see as a minister, as a pastor, I hate people being taken advantage of, especially in God's name. Sometime I might tell you some of those stories about confrontations with some of those people. But there was a classic film, Leap of Faith, with Steve Martin that was made back in the 80s and it told one of those stories. It's pretty funny and it's a rather good story, but I digress. Leaving aside the fraudsters, many psychic mediums really believe that they're speaking with the dead. They believe they're helping people cope with loss. Like I said, it's the inconsistency that's one of the devil's greatest tools. There's a woman named Doreen Virtue who is very interesting on this topic. She used to be one of those big show uh, psychic medium celebrities. She traveled the world as a psychic. She also held seances and read tarot cards. Then she became a Christian. And now she has a YouTube channel exposing the truth of her former way of life and other new age falsehoods being purveyed on the public. Now, I've only seen a few of her episodes all the way through. Most of them are too long for my attention span. But she's very good. She's very honest. She says she always thought she was really talking to the dead. She never wanted to deceive anyone. Now, she did a video just back in September 2020 that's available on YouTube where she talks about her days as a psychic medium. So just get in the search engine on YouTube, type in Doreen Virtue. I don't know if that's her real name or not, but type in Doreen Virtue and it'll pop up a bunch of videos for you. Now, I had a very good friend, Ben Alexander, that I told you about last week, who was once a psychic medium. He died just a few years ago, well into his 90s. And I loved spending time with Ben and his wife, Miranda. Um, he went to seances every week for years and years and years. He was a taxi driver in London. I recommend his autobiography, Out From Darkness. Again, just get onto, uh, get onto your favorite search engine, search Out From Darkness, Ben Alexander, and it will tell you where you can, where you can get a copy of his book. Some of his experiences were really terrifying. He and his wife, Miranda, became Christians. And they traveled the world trying to expose the truth of the dark world and to point people to Jesus. I've heard his stories. I've seen his slides from, of events that happened at seances that he was a part of way back in the 40s and 50s. It will scare you silly. One of the things that scared me speechless was that one of the photos that was taken at a seance of a creature that appeared to them, uh, and this was in either the late 1940s or the early 1950s, and this was the exact same creature I told you that came into our bedroom when I was a kid and danced over my sister's bed when she was a baby. I kid you not. Now, Ben had a friend who had been his psychic mentor. This man was a very powerful medium. And Ben used to go back to England from time to time, from the States, 
to do some teaching. And he often came up to Scotland and told his story up here for the congregations where I preached. But on one of his trips, he looked up his old friend and led him to Christ and took him back to the States. And that's when things got weird, really weird. After a few months, the man just moved back to London. After he was gone, the Alexanders had the job of cleaning up the mess he'd made in their home. Among the things that he'd left behind were some cassette tapes. Yes, people really did used to use cassette tape recorders. Ben sent me a copy of one of them and it made the blood turn ice in my veins. Or it made my blood turn to ice in my veins. My blood didn't make ice. Anyway, on this tape, his friend was recording private seances where he would talk alone with his spirit guide. He was recording himself and his spirit guide holding conversations. The spirit guide was Scottish, whereas the man himself was a Londoner. The tapes showed that the spirit had used a ruse to convince Ben that the medium had become a Christian. And once they were back in America, the man was supposed to kill Ben. It was terrifying to listen to. Both the messages and the voices were really creepy. I know many people say they're comforted by the messages that they receive from psychic mediums. They almost always start that way, folks. But somewhere along the path, the messages change. The spirits get threatening and belligerent. This is especially true with those who try to contact the dead through Ouija boards. Uh, it always starts cool and fun and always becomes threatening, always becomes terrifying. The same thing happens with psychic mediums. For the public ear, for the first time, you get these great, encouraging, comforting messages. And before long, it's terror. Years ago, I had a team doing door-to-door -door work in Glasgow here in Scotland. We were planting a church back in those days and uh, back then knocking on doors and introducing yourself and inviting people along to church was quite acceptable. And I was working in Cumbernauld. I was also living there. That's near Glasgow. It's a little bit north and a little bit east of Glasgow. And we had a team also covering Bishop Briggs, which was a northern suburb uh, in Glasgow. One day the Bishop Briggs team told me I was needed there. They had met a man who, through seances, was now pretty much controlled by the spirits. He was very frightened and he wanted help. The man was in his 60s and he had been going to these seances for years. The team was somewhat inexperienced, so they asked for my help. They had made arrangements with the man for, you know, for me to come and for him to meet with me. So on the day uh, that we'd scheduled, I arrived at his home, walked up to knock on the door, and all of the curtains were pulled shut. So anyway, I knocked, and at first there was no answer. So I knocked again. Finally, a man came to the door. He looked terrified out of his mind. He said, you must be Mr. Burton. I can't let you in. The spirit said that if I did, 
they would kill me and I'm not ready to die. I can't let you in. I'm sorry. And he started to close the door. I quickly asked him a couple of questions, trying to engage him and trying to get him to let me in. Eventually he said, Mr. Burton, those spirits are more powerful than you. They said not to let you in. I assured him they are not more powerful than God. I assured him that I was not afraid of them. And he said, maybe not, but I am, and I can't let you in. Please leave now before it's too late. And he closed the door, and I heard the deadbolt engage. I also remember a couple who used to come to the church in Forest, which is about 30 miles west of where I live now in Bucky. They first came back when Ben was doing a week of meetings for me. They were a young couple. They were both in the military. They were both very fit. They were very attractive. They were very talented. And they were a whole lot of fun. They were also English. They were stationed in forests with the Air Force. They came because they had been holding seances with a medium. And they had been playing with a Ouija board. The seances and the Ouija board began as supportive and encouraging but had become threatening and extremely frightening. They eventually accepted Christ and became Christians. They stayed with us there a couple of years until they got transferred away. Now, I moved down to Cumbernauld about the same time, so we lost touch over the years. The point is, a medium's message can be encouraging. YouTube is loaded with those kinds of stories. They are all over the place. You just do a simple search on YouTube and it will yield only positive messages. You've got to really dig to find out the rest of the story. It happens over and over again. The truth hurts. The truth comes later once you've been sucked in. A true medium does talk to spirits but not to dead loved ones. The Bible calls those spirits familiar spirits. Some people call them spirit guides. Familiar spirits are always evil spirits. Yes, they know stuff. They're in the spirit world, another dimension where they're not limited like we are by time and space. They're always, always, always deceptive. Let me read you something uh, from the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament in the Bible. This is chapter 18, verses 10 to 12. It says, Do not let your people practice fortune-telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Wow, that is pretty strong language. In 1 John chapter 4, in the New Testament, the Bible says, test every spirit. Anyway, it's clear that the Bible says, don't visit mediums. It's that simple. I take the Bible seriously. I don't know whether you do or not. If not, 
We've got some other things we need to talk about, and I'll be happy to do so. But if you do take the Bible seriously, then it's clear that these things are ugly. Sure, there are pr plenty of frauds. There are plenty of fakes. I've seen them. I've seen their videos. I've heard their podcasts. But unlike Stephen Fry, I'm not so skeptical as to believe that all of them are frauds. Some of them are very sincere, very real, but they're also sincerely wrong. Now, just quickly, like I'd said earlier, the same things are true of Ouija boards. I know they're sold as game, and that terrifies the life out of me. I have heard literally hundreds of Ouija board stories that have ended in disaster. Please avoid those things like the plague. I mean, I know lots of people, loads of people, who aren't Christians who will say, please stay away from Ouija boards. And recently, I even heard that there might be a connection between Ouija boards and certain cryptids. Now, I'm going to have to study that more, but that's really interesting. So I'm going to study that, and I will get back to you uh, sometime in the future on that one. I guess I'm saying this. Do your best to avoid paranormal encounters. They don't have happy endings. And that's all I've got for now. Thanks again for tuning in. You make my day. Tell your friends, send me your stories and thoughts, even if you disagree with me. We're not enemies just because we disagree. That's politicians. Anyway, you all have a great week. I will see you next time. But for now, I'm out.